Hello, everybody, and thanks for joining us for another week of the Rec Poker Podcast. If you don't know what Rec Poker is, we're a free community of amateur recreational poker lovers. We love learning about the game. We love sharing our love of the game. We make each other better by studying together, and most of it's free. It's all at rec.poker. Go check it out and get a free, get an account today. All it takes is an email address and a smile. Uh, I've got the best job in the world, so every week I get to sit here uh, with these recreational poker wizards and interview some fun folks from around the poker world. Uh, my name is Jim Reed. I'm Bluffsterini in the home game, and I have to thank our friends at Re- uh, Running Aces Hotel Racetrack and Casino, and of course, Website Mark over at Website Amp. Um, as I mentioned, I'm Jim Reed. I'm just one of the Wrecking Crew members that make everything go here at Wreck Poker. Um, you can go to wreck.poker slash crew if you want to find out more about them, or you can just open up your ear holes because you're about to hear from them right now. Uh, well, I'm Chris Jones. You can find me 5B5 on Twitter or 5 by 5 on the Poker Stars home game. And I am John Somsky, also known as Poker Geek MN everywhere. And Keith Brandt is pulling a Somsky. <laughs> And uh, I'm Keith Brandt, and I am monkey system everywhere, even when I'm on mute. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Rob Washam, and I'm Rabman50, just about everywhere. Right on. We've got a few uh, premium members here as well, uh, Jim and Joe. And I see Kim uh, Petvet Kilroy is joining us as well. Uh, So, Kim, looking forward to hearing from you at some point tonight. You always bring such great insight to the conversation. Um, so I want to just, uh, I'm so excited to be here. I want to thank a couple of premium members. Um, Roger Schutte, we don't talk enough about Roger Schutte, uh, but he's a great guy. I got to hang out with him in Las Vegas. Um, he's a big help to rec poker. He handles a lot of our podcast post-production stuff, and we really couldn't do what we do here without him. So Roger, thank you for your support as a premium member and everything you do. And Did uh, you Harold mention Barry, that he's a tough player in the home game? Because you uh, didn't mention that. Because he's a very tough player in the home game. Have you been having a little trouble with uh, Graphics yeah. 16? I've, I've had some run-ins with him recently. <laughs> yeah he knows his stuff there's no doubt about it uh and harold barry is another uh, premium member who joined uh, over the last little while uh, who i've gotten to know a little in the strategy conversations we've been having so harold thank you so much for your support 15 dollars a month doesn't sound like a lot but it makes a big difference to us and it helps us with everything we're doing here so thank you harold for your support and i hope to talk to you again soon um so i've said it before best job in the world just get to sit here on here on monday nights and talk to the luminaries from the poker world this week we're talking to mike patrick he's been on the show before he's a friendly Kanuckian, and uh we're going to talk about all sorts of exciting stuff mike welcome to the show thank you jim always fun to be with you yeah we had a good time down in vegas as well i got a chance to uh, tip back a couple of suds with you absolutely um, which is great i mean and i think we might get the same opportunity uh this year why don't we start with that Sure. It's uh, it's the end. It's the beginning of uh, April, so summer camp is around the corner. Um, people are booking flights and getting ready to overpay for accommodations on the strip. It's an exciting time. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> last last fall was my first World Series uh, working with Poker News. Uh, my first time out there for the entire series, and as fun as it was in the fall, and uh, the weather was great. Uh, I, I'm a sick human being. I want the heat. I love it hot in hell in Vegas. So uh, yeah, I'm ready for a true summer camp and uh, ready for another month and a half uh, just slamming out reporting for Poker News every day. Yeah, let's talk. Uh, we talked uh, last time you were on the show. We talked a little bit about um, your your job reporting for Poker News when you're down there. Um, I, I should have asked. Are, are you working with them again this year for WSOP? Yeah. Do, do you know that you are? Okay, yeah. great. Yeah, no, I've. Uh, they haven't uh, sent my official contract yet, but uh, I've agreed verbally to it or, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, no, they've uh, sent me my offer and I've accepted. So that's great. Send the formal paperwork and uh, I will be on my way. I've well, that's good news for every... everything. So, yeah, yeah good, good, go. good, good news for everybody in the poker world because I love your write ups and it's great having you there on the floor. Um, getting that action together for sure. Um, so I'm, I've got about a million questions. You know me, I got no trouble filling some dead air. Uh, but if anyone else in the group here has any questions for, uh, for Mike, just feel free to toss them in the chat there or just unmute and, uh, and jump in. So, um, yeah, it's going to be here before we know it. Uh, have you already kind of started thinking about ways that you'll be better prepared your second year doing it? Or are there some tips that you might sort of like give future, uh, give past Mike, if you had a chance to tell him what it was going to be like last year? Uh, well, I think the first thing that I'm going to be more comfortable with is just, you know, the, just knowing people, um, like mm. the hardest part of the job is 
you know, you're in a tournament with, on a tournament floor with so many people. Um, if you're doing like a big Nolan Hold'em event or something, and you've got to just kind of find people and find <laughs> hands and find out what's going on and find stuff that's worthy of putting in the blog. And uh, having been there for having done the the fall last year, uh, I've met a lot of people and I'm much more familiar with a lot of players and stuff that are going to be more and more, um, especially in the mixed game streets, because uh, I did uh, pretty much all of the mixed games last year. So those are kind of nice because the fields are smaller and you get to know the players a little bit better. Mm. Um, so I, I can't wait to get back out there and see all those folks again and right on their hands and everything. And um, yeah, I'm just going to be a lot more comfortable out on the floor, just walking and going, okay, you know, 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 okay, cool. Um, Cause you know, it gets, it's a little awkward during your first doing it and you write down a hand and you have to tap them on the shoulder and go, uh, could you tell me your name is please? Yeah. And, and then there's like the every, every once in a while, you don't recognize someone like one thing I'm really looking forward to this year is that people aren't going to be wearing masks in their uh, and that they don't have to. So right. a situation that happened with me last year that was like totally embarrassing. And I, we laughed about it after is uh, I didn't recognize a very notable player who was in the field and building a stack uh, because he was like wearing a hat and glasses and a mask and everything. I didn't recognize him. Lindy, who I had spent extensive time with at Robbie's mix game the day before. <laughs> I had like chatted with him for a half hour. We talked about his book and everything. We talked about mixed games. And I didn't see him the whole day because I didn't recognize him because he's all hat, shade, hoodie, <sighs> like, like mask, everything. And I'm like, at the end of the day, he takes it off. I'm like, Dylan, when'd you get here? He's like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, oh, thanks. Great. So, you know, just, just dodging some of that stuff I'm looking forward sure. to. And uh, yeah, but yeah, I get to see everybody and uh, recognizing where people is going to be a big, uh, big benefit. So. Well, that must have been a bit of a trial by fire of uh, just having having to go through all that because that was that was a chaotic year for a bunch of reasons. Obviously, that was uh, an interesting time to get your to get your feet wet, no doubt. That was a hell of a year to get started. I mean, <laughs> we just everything going on, just COVID related and new protocols and everything that yeah. they had to get through and everything like that. And then on top of it all, we uh, we were you know a little short staffed at times, and um, I, I I guess this is like some, sometimes people aren't necessarily. Uh, they get into it and then they realize, you know, it's not really for them. So you, you, the possibility of losing a couple of people during the series is there. So that mm. happened with us. And so we were, you know, we were, we were fighting to get through by the end, but uh, we always do. Yeah, We always do. And we did. And uh, everybody learned from it. And we're all going to be better for it this summer. Yeah. And that's, that's great for that bonding too, right? I mean, you're really in the, you're in the foxhole with people by the end of that, where you're really oh, counting yeah. on each other. And uh, that, that must've been great. Absolutely. It was just so good to be part of such a great team. There's so many good people that work with us. And, uh, you know, right from the top to like every new reporter like myself last year. And then it's it's going to be great to get the band back together, as uh, they say. So we're looking forward to everything. I'm really looking forward to that. I know I am. And you actually just got back from a trip overseas where you're doing some reporting in uh, Prague. Can you talk about that a little yeah, that was very cool. Uh, I got uh, a message uh, from my boss there, uh, Shirley Yang, who is uh, uh, the European live reporting executive with Poker News. Um, and so she messaged me around the start of February, I guess it was. And I knew that uh, Turning Stone was coming up. Mm. And I thought, you know, being close to uh, Turning Stone, I might get a call for that to do that. So. Uh, when she messaged me, uh, I was like, oh, cool. Uh, I guess I get maybe get to go to Turning Stone. So I messaged her back and said, hey, how you doing? And she says, hey, what are you doing? Uh, start of March. I'm like, uh, hopefully Turning Stone. And she's like, nope, Prague. I'm like, what? So I'm like, okay, Syracuse or Europe? Where do I want to go? Yes, please. So uh, that was a really, really cool surprise. Um, I'd never been to uh, Europe proper, been to the UK a couple times, but uh, never been to Prague or anywhere there. So I was more than on board and just so stoked to get over there. And uh, the city was amazing. It was so cool to be back uh, reporting a, such a cool event again. Uh, a lot of folks that uh, I'd worked with in Vegas were there as well. So it was great to see them again. And it was just, you know, it. I think any of these gigs is just, exciting and fun and action-packed and it's never you're never bored 
you're not bored for a second, whether you're working or you're not working because you're going to be in a cool location. And it was just super exciting to, you know, have like mornings at least free to walk around and explore the city a little bit. And then uh, a couple of days off. Um, but then the actual reporting was fantastic. Just um, the tournaments were so great. Like the, the fields were amazing. There was just such huge turnout. The demand for poker in Europe is just so hot right now. Like, I, I I think they knew that they were going to get large turnouts for these events. I don't think they knew they were going to be that mm. big because mm -hmm. there were a couple of days where they were playing day one flights that had to get down to 15% of the field to advance to day two to get to the money before they could wrap the day up. And generally, they're scheduled to kind of wrap around midnight, 1 a.m. And one day had to go two extra full levels. So it didn't wrap up to like almost 3 a.m. So. Yep that and then writing a recap at the end of the night and everything getting chip counts at the end of the night so i didn't get back to my hotel till like 5 30 and you know it's it's a long day but you know you're in for it you know what's going to happen some days you know there's going to be some short days along the way too you get a quick final table or something like that um but it was just a, a super super cool experience to be a part of an event as prestigious as is mm -hmm. ept prog which is just a staple of the european tour which is so great to see back and uh i know monte carlo's coming up that's going to be amazing uh i'm hoping they're going to announce barcelona soon it's just really cool to see poker in europe booming again yeah well and it sounds like um you know poker news and other uh other uh, there's all these kind of it, there's poker is an industry of its own uh, outside of the game i know you know that and, and a lot of our listeners know that um, but there's there's room for people to get involved and to sort of uh, to make a make a place for themselves in the poker world. We've seen it. We talked about this before with you. You know, Kevin Mathers is a great example. Um, some of our members on the wrecking crew just kind of like stepping up and making a place for themselves. Um, it, how would you advise folks if they're interested in in doing reporting stuff? Like, how, should they get in touch with Poker News? Is there someone they could talk to? Like, how do you kind of prove yourself? Uh, to to be able to take that next step and, and join the team there because it sounds like you guys are having a lot of fun. Oh yeah, it's it's a great gig. Um, it's a lot of work. It's it's not you just show up at a poker tournament, write down a couple of hands, and then go explore the city. It's not that easy. It may sound like that, but no, there's a lot of work to it, and you do have to know your poker, and you do know have to to write well. But if you are interested, and if you have you know if you're a capable writer, uh, if you're interested in poker, if you know the games. Um, then the World Series is actually a great uh, first step. It's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like the trial by fire. It's where we have our biggest team uh, for any of our events, uh, and it's where a lot of people like myself uh, get their starts. Uh, they get their first shot there, and they prove themselves in probably the toughest situation they're going to be in. And then once you show that you can thrive there, then you know you're kind of on the team, I guess, and you get called for future events. But yeah, if you're interested in poker, if you like writing, if you like writing about poker, uh, by all means, uh, we might be a little bit too late right now, uh, but we usually put out a casting call. I know we did on uh, Twitter and Facebook, uh, but a month ago, probably looking for, our, for part of our team for this year, uh, along with the folks that are coming back from uh, last year and from previous years. Um, but uh I'll just, I'll just throw Chad's name out because he is he is the guy at Poker News. Uh, Chad Holloway is a great guy to get in touch with. Uh, Matt Hansen, uh, who's one of our guys, he's a great one to get in touch with. Uh, Shirley Ang, who I mentioned, she's also in charge of a lot of our live reporting. Um, Yori Epscamp uh, is one of our guys uh, at the top. So, I mean, they're all awesome people. Um, fortunately, I've known a few of them for a little bit before I worked for Poker News. Uh, and they're all super cool people and they're super accessible. Um, you can reach out to the, any of them on social media um, or, or even myself uh, at uh, MikePatrick98. Uh, and I can probably steer you in the right direction of uh, people as well. Right on. Um, well, hit it, getting a little closer to home. So um, listeners of the show... <laughs> we've had a few Canadian guests on in a row recently. I promise we are not all moving <laughs> to Canada just because I've gotten more involved in hosting the show and that sort of thing. Uh, we had Evan uh, Grips Jarvis on a few weeks ago and he lives in Toronto. Um, I know you live in Southern Ontario as well. I'm not going to dox you by telling everyone exactly where. Um, all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about something a little closer to home. I know, Mike, you and I both live in Ontario and uh, there's some big changes coming to Ontario in the next little while. Um, by the time people are hearing this, 
Uh, it'll just have taken effect. There's going to be this new fenced-in uh, uh, policy taking place in Ontario online gaming. And um, you've looked into that a little bit, Mike. Why don't you just talk to us a bit about what uh, what's happening in Ontario, who the players are, and what are the ramifications for recreational players here? So as of April 4th, uh, the new legislation, I guess you can call it, uh, making online gambling, including poker, legal in uh, Ontario has kicked in. Uh, which means that uh, poker sites are no longer going to be accessible to the rest of the world uh, in Ontario. We're going to be in a ring fence, like you said. It's going to be basically like uh, what U.S. markets have to deal with, like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Nevada, Michigan, uh, where you play in your state and that's it. And that's how it's going to be in Ontario. And it's already started, like uh, we said, on uh, April 4th. Uh, 888 was the first ones to go live uh poker stars gg party they're on their way we'll talk about that in a second but uh i i just want to share my surprised joy Ooh. over what's happened so far all right uh it's like 2005 all over again on this site it's That's amazing exciting. uh so <laughs> basically yeah the the field sizes are infinitely smaller uh tournaments are, are really small uh there's only a couple of cash games running a day uh but here's the thing that's beautiful about it yeah, like I said, it's like 2005. Uh, I played some one-two today, and the the general kind of consensus is that online poker is a tenth of the stake of what it's like live. So if you're playing, you know, fifty cent dollar online, it's the skill equivalent of playing like five ten live. Uh, one-two online in Ontario is one-two live. It's mm. freaking amazing. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I had my HUD going. There's guys with ninety percent V pips. There's just it's amazing. People are playing like one, two games online are playing like one, two live games. It's fantastic. Uh, so that's what's going for it. Uh, <laughs> the overlays on tournaments are huge mm. so far. I don't know how long this is going to last. Uh, so yesterday was day one uh, on April 4th. There were $100 tournaments with 10K guarantees that got 27 players. Wow. Okay. $7,300 overlay on a 10K tournament. Wow. Uh, it was incredible. There were $55 tournaments. They were getting 6K in overlay. Uh, I think the, the 1650 they had had something like 3K in overlay. Like, it's massive overlay. Like People just aren't there. The games are soft. It's fantastic. So if you're there, 888, uh, check it out. It's, it's a throwback. Yeah, because um, we, we were talking before that like fencing it in means that the player pool is smaller. So yeah. if your if your jam is large field MTTs where you're going to get that huge multiplier and win a tournament with like twenty thousand people in it, then that's what has been lost here for Ontario. But what they're making up for it is that you're playing against other people who live in Ontario who make Ontario wages and not all the crushers from less developed parts of the of the world who are uh, you know just playing in the global player pool. Um, so that makes a lot of sense that the uh, the level of play isn't quite as sophisticated, which is good news. So if you're playing cash games or small field tournaments, uh, this is probably good news for you as an Ontario player. Absolutely. The the percentage of fun players in mm. fields is way higher than you're going to find anywhere else. I mean, yeah, you're, you're definitely losing, obviously, the, the big fields and and the, 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 the high traffic sites. But uh, percentage-wise for softness of games, infinitely better. So I'm trying to find the positive of it because, um, especially as a mixed game player, I'm not looking forward to when PokerStars goes away as well. Uh, they're still around. We'll just mention that in a sec. Uh, but yeah, for now, the sites are going to be very, very juicy uh, with a lot of promotions and a lot of soft games when they start up. Hmm. And, and then logistically speaking, I know, um, so we talked about 888. I know Poker Stars and uh, GG and a couple other uh, a couple other firms are are making their way into the into the area. What 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 are those like logistics of how that's going to happen for players in Ontario? So uh, April fourth was the launch date uh, officially for uh, everything as it was supposed to be, but uh, some sites just aren't ready yet, and they're being allowed a, a grace period. Uh, to get their stuff together, basically, to join the Ontario-only fenced-in market, uh, which means that, for now, players can still play in the rest of the world on regular poker stars, GG, uh, Party Poker, uh, anywhere. Uh, but they eventually will have to be into the introduced into the 
the ring fence, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, but for now, uh, I actually received emails from uh, Stars and Gigi uh, yesterday saying that, yeah, Stars is not going to be going live in Ontario until after Scoop. So uh, they said, stick around. We're going to be here. Enjoy Scoop. Like, I will enjoy Scoop. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, Gigi said, likewise, they think they were originally planning on launching their WSOP.ca. Uh, they're going directly with the WSOP link, uh, which is really cool and is very exciting. And they're probably going to bring a lot of recreational players in just oh, yeah. with that brand name. Yeah. Uh, they also announced that they're delayed and are going to hold off until after their spring series. So uh, you've still got some time with uh, Party GG. Uh, Party Poker, I'm not sure what they're doing yet. Uh, they're going to be linked to BetMGM, so, uh, as they are in the States. So uh, whether they do a complete switch over to BetMGM, I'm not sure yet. But uh, yeah, PokerStars, GG, you can still go on live. Uh, but 888 is Ontario only. But yeah, the games are pretty juicy. The game's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> And so are you just booking time off now to start playing uh, online and try and take advantage of some of these soft games? Uh, I'm basically trying to smash. I have a side gig where I, uh, I write, uh, describe video scripts. Uh, so I do that as a freelancer. So I'm trying to cram as much work in that gig into as tight a possible as yeah, as possible. <laughs> so I can basically get in there and play as much as possible. So, <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. So trying to get as much uh, reps in as possible. That's great. Now, I know um, one thing we've talked about before is uh, mixed games. And I know that um, that was another issue. Smaller fields, smaller player pools, there's not going to be as many mixed game fans. Uh, is that something that you anticipate being an issue here in Ontario? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. Like, I've only got the two days of playing on 888 so far. And, and granted, 888 had a smaller uh, traffic area on the regular site as it was mm. uh, and they didn't offer mixed games either. So I can't really gauge anything based on that. Um, just based on play on poker stars. I know there are a lot of Canadians that do play mixed games in some in the evenings, decent amount on the weekends that I'm hoping they at least offer them. And mm. like, you know, we, we see what happens if again, like, like I said, so long as there are games running, if there's a game or two going, it's a game or two going in cash games. Uh, I don't see tournaments maybe happening, uh, but I guess that's just kind of going to have to be a wait and see. And I'm really, really hopeful that they do offer mixed games because uh, for established mixed game players like myself that are being converted over to the Ontario market uh, and potentially new players that may be curious and, you know, hop on the site for the first time, take advantage of the promotions and go, Oh, what's this, uh, what's this mm. stud eight or better? What's oh seven cards. This looks like fun. And, and then the nice people like me who know what they're doing. Are, mm. so, <laughs> yeah. So uh, if, if you guys are just listening on the podcast, uh, I just did the Mr. Burns there. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mike's, <laughs> Mike's got some, some plans for, uh, for the mixed game players that are going to be picking up the game here in Ontario. Um, well, is there anything else? Um, is there anything else about the Ontario online scene that you want to talk about? Because I have some other questions about mixed games we can get into too. But uh... um, yeah, no, I I think I mean I'm I'm still disappointed by it, obviously, and it's gonna suck to be you know not able to play in giant field tournaments and you know knowing there's gonna be mixed games and everything like that. But uh, I'm encouraged by what I've seen so far in the quality of the games. I just hope those fun players don't go broke too quickly. Uh, and uh, I, I'm curious to see what happens when the big boys like stars and GG with WSOP.ca uh, and party get in there because yeah, with, with more options available, it's going to probably spread out the, the already smaller uh, mm. amount of traffic. So mm -hmm. You know, 888 could conceivably have the market cornered right now, and it's not that much. But then, yeah, when Stars and GD and the established, more established sites get in there, it'll be interesting to see how much traffic they get as compared to what's already in there. So it's yeah, interesting to see. We'll find out in a couple of months. Yeah, and that's a good point. And honestly, I'm, you know, that's what I'm kind of telling our listeners too, and people that write in is that uh, this is kind of a, this, this sort of thing doesn't happen very often. I'm sure they've all got really good plans in place, but whether the plans will be realized perfectly or if they'll have to pull some audibles uh, along the way, I would say just kind of stay tuned and, and uh, we'll, we'll get some more details about that soon. Well, let's take a little segue there into mixed games because uh, 
Uh, I know that's something that's near and dear to your heart. Um, <laughs> we were, we're actually doing some, some more mixed games events here at rec poker every month. It'll be too late to join this month, but, um, by the time this comes out, uh, on the, uh, third Wednesday, fourth, fourth Wednesday of every month <laughs> on the fourth Wednesday of every month, we'll be doing a mixed game demonstration here at rec poker. That's free for all community members, uh, a different mixed game every month. Uh, so people, uh, people can learn a little more and feel a little more comfortable getting into mixed games. Um, Mike, I don't know if we asked you last time you were on the show, what, what is your favorite mixed game and why? Honestly, I like, it's, it's tough to pick just one. Cause I, I am such a fan of a lot of games. Uh, if you throw an eight game mix at me, I'm happy as, as anything just to have all of it. If I had to pick one, God, it, it's, it's a toss up probably between stud eight and Houston seven triple draw. Um, Oh, actually, you know what? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to go outside of that. I'm just going to go right to, I'm just going to right to no limit deuce to seven. It's not, it's not in like an eight game mix traditionally uh, or a horse or whatever, but yeah, outside of it, it's yeah. No, no limit deuce to seven. It's the best. It's <laughs> so pure. It's so simple. It's, it's looking at your opponent and figuring out if he's got it or not. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful game. Yeah, John. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. No limit deuce. Well, so speaking of mixed games, you've had a history with mixed games in rec poker. In 2020, you ran wire to wire first place for our uh, mixed game series. Mm-hmm. And in 2021, you came in second to Taylor Moss, Gopher Boy TJM. Mm-hmm. He claims that that has so thoroughly demoralized you that you are really <laughs> unable to play at your normal level and this year you are currently in 12th place so what say you mike patrick what say i is that i'm just gonna go full heel right now and i will just say right now i will i will lean forward i will look into this camera and i will say taylor moss you know the only reason you won last year is because I missed two months while I was in Vegas. If I'd have just sat in those tournaments and not even showed up and played, just sat and just blinded off, I still would have made enough points to beat you. <laughs> but you know your tournament, you know your win last year is flawed. It's only because I wasn't there. <clears throat> okay, so that's out of my system. Um, but no, Taylor's an awesome game player. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. I'm glad we got. I'm glad we made that point clear because yeah, Mike <laughs> did did miss a couple games last year. Just for the record, yeah, Chris. Uh, well, I just was gonna say I, I do yeah. believe we have our our clip that we need to pull for this to to promote this oh, episode. It's right yes. there. <laughs> I even I even changed the camera view, so that was just a close up of Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be fine for to review later. So I hope I, I, I hope I, I hope our man Chad McBean gets a look at that. So I guess basically I had to uh, not make excuses. Uh, I'm gonna have to just rip off a whole bunch of wins here because uh, I already Sounds missed like one it. because I was in Prague. And I'm going to miss two more when I'm in Vegas for the right. World Series. So, uh, yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm only going to get nine shots at it this year. So I'm going to have to run pretty sweet the rest of the year uh, when I am playing. That uh, That is a pretty sweet story in the winner's circle. And you're like, yeah, I just only took three quarters of the game that the rest of you jerks got to get here. So. <laughs> I guess I, I do I do have sort of a serious question about that too is because you just mentioned you know like reporting uh you you really enjoy reporting you get to go to like Prague and go to the World Series and these really great events but like um as a player yourself who really enjoys playing these games how do you find that balance between reporting and playing and um do you, you know how, like what what how do you work out your schedule and what kind of sacrifices does that uh make on both sides for you so uh this year i made sure to uh book into my schedule that i get some time around the uh, 1500 dollars eighteen this year uh last year i didn't want to do anything because it was my first year at the world series and i just wanted to you know throw whatever you can at me um they they, they basically put it into your schedule it's like okay you can play one maybe two events if you want uh, let us know beforehand and we'll try to work your schedule around it. So I, I, the only thing I requested last year was like, okay, I've never played the casino employees event before. It's the first year I'm a casino employee. I should play it. So I played it and, uh, I punted off my stack very, very quickly and ended up going to the Orleans and playing two five for the rest of the day. <laughs> um, 
but that was cool and i had the opportunity <laughs> to do that but this year i uh i made sure to uh request that uh i have the days around the uh, 1508 game off to uh, go play that this year so uh looking nice. forward to that and then uh robbie straczynski also mentioned this week that he is going to be running v2 of his mixed game festival uh which is going to be not at the Westgate, but i am not at leisure to say where it's going to be but it's going to be a lot better than the westgate mm. uh, love the westgate though the westgate is cool no, no disrespect to the westgate but um the westgate ain't where this is going to be this year mm. and uh mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to uh checking out uh this year's edition of nice. the festival yeah that was a huge hit last year people had so much fun uh doing that and having those games available uh, to play cash and the tournament structure and everything like that. I think that was a big hit and hopefully we, hopefully the, the dates line up and I can come down and, uh, and visit for some of that when we're down there. Uh, I believe he's announced it's going to be the 11th through the 14th of June, something like that. 11th okay. or 14th or 12th or the 15th. Uh, check Robbie's Twitter. Yeah. Uh, he'll have it on there. That's yeah. Right. Robbie, uh, he puts a lot of good stuff out there. So that's uh, that's a good Twitter handle to, to go follow their card player lifestyle. And, you know, um, we've talked before about how kind of live poker is also having a bit of a renaissance in Ontario as the province is opening up, more card rooms are opening up and, uh, you know, the mandates are being lessened. People are getting out and playing more. Um, there's, you know, I, I kind of, we've talked about this before, Mike, I kind of refer to South Ontario as being like this black hole of poker. Um, I know the poker rooms, there's some poker rooms out there. There's people that want to play poker. What what's up with the disconnect? You you've been traveling around a little bit lately and checking out some um, some card rooms in Ontario. What, what have you found? Well, I, I want to be positive about this. I want to say it's great to be out playing live in Southern Ontario again, but God, it's just I I got spoiled with two months in Vegas and mm. being able to play there for a while, and I and just getting back to Prague and uh, playing there and being around an APT, and then uh, getting my first looks at what the Ontario scene is like it's God. <laughs> so we can't deny like the saying that it's a renaissance is is completely correct because the rooms are packed but that's the problem the rooms are packed mm. and the rooms are not accommodating for those players um i made a trip to one of the local casinos great blue heron um and uh we'll, we'll mention their their rake situation just as an aside in a bit but that's a whole other story right but just the the, the staffing of the room and just making games available to players it, it's just not there like they're it's it's the same situation where like they uh they do have take wait lists but the wait lists are are huge mm. and they're leaving half the room open they're not staffing the room completely, and the waitlists are massive. Uh, when I was there, I, I they're not even they open the room at twelve. They don't answer the phone until twelve, so you basically have to get there before twelve o'clock, get in line, sign up on a clipboard, and then you know hope for the best. I phoned in at twelve o one, got on the, the waitlist through a phone in, arrived fifteen minutes later, and did not see my name anywhere on the list. Uh, I went to the desk. They said. Uh, oh, we're taking all these people first and uh, we'll worry about phone-ins after. Mm. Like, all right, fine, sure. They had six tables running in a 12-table room. There were 50 people on the wait list for 1-2 and 2-5, mm. uh, amongst other games that were like 10, 20 players deep for the, the limit games in the uh, Omaha and stuff like that. And it's just, it, it's plain and simple. They're not staffing the room. And even when they are, they're not filling the tables. I sat there. And watched a dealer sit at an empty table for an entire down, and they never sat players at his table. He mm. sat there for a half hour, and nobody came. And I asked him, like, "Oh no, they're going around the ta- they're going around the tables. They're trying to find players to fill the game, but they're not filling the game." And there's these massive wait lists, and it just goes back to like the the overwhelming feeling of the the owners of the casinos that the that poker doesn't make as much money as the rest of the room. Sure. So they'd rather have people waiting in line, going and playing slots, going and playing blackjack, whatever. But that's not necessarily the case. And to ask people to wait ridiculous amounts to play and hope that they do that is it's unfair. It's it's crazy. Like, and, and and like, let's just be frank about this. If they if if 
if they ran the tables, they, they would make a profit on the tables, right? Like it's not like they're out there doing it at a, at a loss. I know they make more off the square footage of the slots and other table games and that kind of thing, but it seems mm-hmm. crazy to have people on a wait list to play and tables available to play and just not put, put the two together. Do you think, is this purely a, a dealer talent issue? Is this a, a, a worker think, issue? What, what's going on? I think part of it is, is that, I mean, I know they lost some people to staffing to COVID and everything like that. And they just didn't come back, but the demand is there. You have to mm-hmm. fill the room. And especially if like every Ontario room uh, is now boosted their rate to 10% up to $15, which is craziness. Uh, one of my colleagues at Poker News, uh, John Soffin, wrote an awesome article about the situation at Encore Boston Harbor and the outrage there that they thinned out their room, took out a bunch of tables, and bumped their rate to 10% up to $10. Mm-hmm. Ontario is 15 and is that is that even at the lower stakes at one two one three? That's they're taking fifteen dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's a one two one three two five. It's that's it's that's nuts. a lot. That's a yeah, lot. So if they're taking that much rate, and you have that many people wanting to play anyway, <laughs> fill your table. <laughs> yeah. Get that rate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that does seem that does seem crazy to me. And you you know what, Mike? I'll just tell you, you're not the first person to tell me. Um, and I, I, you know, I got nothing against Blue Heron. They're probably the closest casino to me. I play in a satellite league, uh, just about half an hour away from there. And we wanted to go and play after our session. And uh, there was like a five hour wait on yeah. on the list. And people told me that they go up there, they get on the list, they turn around after five or six hours, and they never even get seated. And there's empty tables the whole time. So. Um, yep. It does feel like, you know, uh, it just seems like a, I guess I just don't understand. <laughs> I, I don't think either. Like, you've got the space. Find yeah. the dealers. Now, Find now, the staffing. You've got the demand. Do it. Is that just an issue at, at that one casino? Or I know you've been around to a few others. And what, what have your experiences been? So uh, Casino Rama is, uh, they've gone back in time, actually, to like before the days of Bravo and Poker Atlas where you can't actually phone in to put your name on a wait list. <laughs> you just show up and hope for the best. That's literally how it works there now. Oh, uh, God. Yeah, you, there's no list. There's no phone in the poker room. You can, I, you can call the switchboard, and I think they'll basically just confirm that the room's open and tell you the games are running. Uh, but I think that's the best you're going to get. Um, yeah, you literally just show up. And if there's a giant wait list, yeah, off to the slots in blackjack with you. Right what they hope for yep um so i checked that out uh i haven't been to elements brantford i know their rake is the same 10 percent for 15 uh checking bravo giant wait lists yeah you know mm. the usual there uh casino niagara just opened up uh last week so i went there checked that out and was pleasantly surprised on some things uh, a little concerned about a couple other things uh so the pleasant surprise was that i did not actually have to wait that long uh mm. they were taking phone-ins uh same thing they opened the room at 12 o'clock uh, phoned in shortly after, uh, went, had lunch, uh, came in at about 12.45, and yeah, big wait lists, but they were a prim- predominantly phone-ins. Uh, the room was busy. Gotcha. Uh, they had plenty of dealers. They had 12 games going when I was there, uh, and I got in within five minutes. So oh, I was wow. very happy about that. So much better situation with regards to that. Um, the rake is the same, actually, as it was before COVID. Oh. Uh, and they do session fee actually there. So they don't do the 10% up to 15. They do it by session fee, which is still kind of gross if you don't blast off and you want to play a nice long session. Um, so one three is $7 per half hour down, uh, $8 per half hour down at two five. Hmm. And I think hmm. it's uh, nine or 10 at five ten and above. Uh, so a lot of people like that, but if you want to play a nice long session, it can get pricey. Like, if you're playing a one three session and you're paying seven dollars a half hour, that's fourteen an hour. If you want to play a ten hour session, you're getting one hundred forty dollars taken off your stack immediately. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you just keep that in mind. So if you kind of play a tight aggressive style, it's, uh, it gets a little costly, and the rake is probably almost better in that situation. But, well, yeah, uh, and you know some players don't understand the haste in those situations either. And so if you're playing at a table with a f- just a few players who are really slow. 
that can really drive down your hands yep. per hour. And if you're playing on a session fee, then that's, that's great. Like you just, you don't want to be in that mix. So yeah, that, that I, I, I know I uh, try to keep bathroom breaks and uh, running out for a quick bite to eat to a minimum because yep. I got to get those hands in. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's a positive. I mean, the room is, the room was full. Uh, it was, uh, it was, it was bouncing. There was, uh, like I said, 12 tables when I got there, they were filling it up. Uh, the downside is that they have taken out some tables. Uh, they mm. used to have 24 tables, I believe. And I think now they have 16 or 18. Uh, they've got a nice little section of tables where you can sit and eat. If you don't mind paying your session fee and not playing. Right. Uh, but, <laughs> so they have that available now. Um, just a little oh. thing for the people that play there. If anybody there is actually listening. Yeah. Uh, the lock on the bathroom in the poker room is still broken. <laughs> Uh, they never fixed that. So that's just a weird, <laughs> random, weird little thing. That's, um, so some things have not changed since before COVID-19. The lock on yeah. the bathroom and the session structure. Yeah. And uh, one one thing that is actually more <laughs> more pertinent is uh, they're still playing 10-handed. Oh. Uh, yeah. Wow. And the extra kicker to that is they have plexiglass around the dealer. Okay. Which is just... Okay, so we were doing this like you know a year and a half ago or whatever when they were trying to open up in the middle of COVID. Yeah, and so they're now they've got the little plexiglass thing with like just around the dealer, and it takes up a little bit of space into one in the ten seats. Of course, it does. So so now they're trying to cram ten people around, not even a full table anymore, and it's really cozy. So yeah. uh, if you want to go get your COVID while you're playing, <laughs> go get some of that GA two or whatever it is, and go play some ten handed. But hey, uh, on the bright side, poker fa- poker players famously smell fantastic. So at least you've, <laughs> you you'll have that going for you while you're nestling up uh, close to a buddy. So yeah. true. Bring your friends, get cozy, and uh, you know, play some nice ten handed poker. But uh, like I said, at least you can get seated quickly there. So yep, that's yeah. true. So it sounds like there's a lot of demand. Like it sounds like. Ontarians want to play live poker. Um, the casinos just got to put more tables out, hire more dealers. Uh, you know, it sounds like even Ontario players are willing to kind of overpay a little bit um, oh, yeah. just, to, just to get it in there. So, uh, you know, uh, what happens kind of naturally in these situations is that you end up playing, well, you end up seeing private games or underground games or whatever you want to call them, um, unlicensed games with, you know, a spectrum of legality on on how they're whether they're profiting from the game or not. Um, and that's kind of inevitable when people can't play in regulated, safe, you know, official commercial spaces, they still want to play poker. They're going to find someone else to somewhere else to play. Um, so there's pros and cons, of course, uh, friendly game, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a friendly game with friends. If you want to play for money and don't take a rake, it's not even illegal. You can do whatever you want in that kind of a circumstance, but um, it kind of creates this vacuum where, I don't, uh, underground poker games are going to develop a little bit. And, uh, you know, they also have high rake usually because they're, you know, they've got a kind of different endeavor, um, going on. They've got different costs. They don't have the same kind of scale. Um, obviously things like security and game integrity can be an issue. I'm not saying they always are, of course, but it's just harder to be sure about that kind of thing. Um, have you had have you had any experience with that in Ontario, or have you heard anything about um, new clubs or ways that people are kind of getting around this? Yeah, so I know the games are running. Uh, I think some of them actually ran through COVID. Yeah, I uh, heard that because too. Eh. Um, <laughs> I didn't touch any of them during it. Uh, I, I played a little bit. I played a couple sessions uh, before COVID, and despite the fact that there was one like ten minutes from my house, which was really nice and convenient. It just didn't, it just wasn't for me. I, I just, just the idea of going into some little industrial complex and playing basically in a warehouse with, you know, a couple cameras and right. I, I don't know. I just, it, I, I guess like if there's enough people that know each other, then it's, you know, they feel comfortable enough, but I didn't know anybody there. So I kind of felt like the outsider. So uh, I don't know. It just, it just wasn't for me. I just didn't feel the vibe of it. I mean, uh, the, the the rake was pretty gross. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. back then. I can only imagine it's gotten worse now. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you're willing to play in that kind of an environment, yeah, I'm not going to say that they're all sketchy. I mean, sure, a lot of them are up and up, and and obviously a lot of them have been running for a while and they're legit. And there's plenty of history with the uh, the Toronto underground scene. You know, Daniel Underground has uh, talked about it uh, at length many times about his his coming up in the game through playing in underground clubs in Toronto. So. 
I mean, I, I'm not going to disparage them, but they are definitely um, something that you have to be comfortable with and something that you know what you're in for um, when you play in them. They're definitely not a casino, casino environment as much as, as you know, they try to be, but they're, they're all right, but just know what you're in for. Yeah, well, we're actually going to have Daniel on the show in a few weeks, so I'll be interested to uh, get his get some details about that specifically as it as it uh, suits us today. Um, and I, I know, like, so some tips, I guess, if, if people are going to explore these kind of gray market games, it, you said it right off the bat, like, get 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 into a game where people can vouch for it, where mm-hmm. there are people there that you know that you trust. Um, you know, don't carry a lot of cash with you the first couple times you go. Um, and you know, ultimately you are going to be the one protecting yourself, you know, protecting your cards, protecting your action, uh, protecting your buy-in. Um, there's just, when it's not a regulated system like that, it just creates a, the opportunity for bad actors to, to, you know, to, to not have your interests in mind. So, uh, you know, just be on your guard, uh, go with a friend, get comfortable and, um, and then, yeah there's no right or wrong answers here, but it is a decision that everyone has to make. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what about, um, uh, I know you, you occasionally dip into, uh, your own home game with, uh, with buddies on poker stars and that kind of thing as well. Have you, have you been doing that much at all? Or is it, uh, the, the play money home games at rec poker and then as much live <laughs> as, as much live as we can get onto you. And then all this great yeah. new stuff happening at eight at eight and beyond. I think, uh, yeah, I think the, the home games are, uh, I, honestly, I, I'd love to get a home game going at my place. I mean, if I get you, Chad, uh, you know, a couple, some of my friends that uh, used to play in my game, I, I'd love to get a game going back at home. Because, mm. um, yeah, we, we, we did the Zoom, the Zoom Poker Stars home games, you know, at the start of COVID. And, you know, that was kind of wacky and fun and different <laughs> and the way to keep in touch with everybody during that. Uh, but that's kind of gone away obviously as things have progressed but yeah i'm i'm itching to get some boys over for a home game so uh the invite is there my friend uh if you don't mind driving out from uh, your place uh, you're about what an hour from me yeah an hour on the highway is nothing that's worth the drive better than heron yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah heron. it's true it's true Sorry, heron. <laughs> but i think a couple a couple of those guys uh are, are out in the east end of the province too so maybe we could do a little rotation i think that would be that would be a lot of fun that would be a lot of fun. Well, I'm just itching. I mean, every time we talk about live poker, I just, I really just immediately want to go out and uh, and play some live poker. So um, uh, we're just gonna have to make something happen. We're gonna have to make something happen, Mike. Road trip to uh, road trip to playground. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's now, make that happen. They're it, they're rocking since they reopened. It, it's probably it's probably my favorite. I mean, it's, it's my favorite Canadian poker room. Um, so our, if our listeners don't know, uh, the Playground Poker Club is in the province of, of Quebec. It's just east of Ontario. It's near the city of Montreal. It's a World Poker Tour stop, and it's it's certainly like a premier poker uh, poker room. And um, yeah, I've always had. I've actually never lost at Playground. Every wow. time I've gone to Playground, I've won, which is nice. I, I don't think I've ever won there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I love it there, but man, I, I run real salty there. That's uh, awesome. But, but I keep coming back because it is the best run room, period. Yep. Um, you know, I, I, I poop on the Ontario rooms of what they're doing, and it's as simple as you look at a place like Playground and how they run their room and how much they offer their players. Hmm. Um, they basically, they, their their motto is, you know, four players by players and it's completely true mm. they everyone on staff there understands what a poker player wants the everything is is fantastic the chairs are comfortable they are never at a shortage for dealers there's always a table open uh the the free food like yeah the rake is great. cheaper the rake is cheaper than it is in ontario now and they take a chunk out to go to give you the free food and drinks and everything like that yeah and people used to complain about that but not so much anymore if they're coming from Ontario. They're like, oh my god, so we get free food and cheaper rake. Let's go. Yep. Um, yeah, it's playground is is the gold standard for uh, places. This is I swear it's not a commercial for playground. Uh, but if you guys need another sponsor, then oh uh, yeah, that'd be a good one to have. It uh, would. But yeah, playground is amazing, and uh, there are a lot of poker rooms out there that can learn from what uh, places like them and some of the better run rooms in in Las Vegas uh, mm. are doing. So mm-hmm. it's just. It's not hard. It's, it's yeah. It doesn't. The, the, it, it's not hard. It's just it shouldn't be like they've figured all this stuff out already, right? Like that's what I don't understand. Yeah, I, I it's, I've never understood why some 
rooms that unfortunately that we're local to just don't seem to want to try to emulate what rooms that are known throughout the world mm. as being immaculate. Mm-hmm. It, it's not hard. So, well, playground, come at us. Let us know. Maybe it's time <laughs> to, get, to get a Quebec sponsor. I don't believe we have a Quebec sponsor here at Recfolker yet. That could be fun. Uh, be just lo- located 20 minutes out of downtown, beautiful Montreal, which is a, a mecca for uh, tourism and all sorts of fun things to do down there as well. I've even just taken the train from Coburg to playground, played overnight, and then taking the train back just because I'm a life knit and I don't like paying for hotel rooms. <laughs> um, but that's that's a great way to do it too. I've always had a good time over there. Sounds like a good journey. Yeah, it was wasn't bad. Wasn't bad. Uh, Mike, you gave your Twitter handle, Mike Patrick98. Um, where else is there another way for people to get in touch with you? Is it just Twitter the best way? That's the best and, way to get a hold of me. I, yeah. I, I gave up on Facebook a long time ago. Yeah, good um, for you. Yeah, that got dumb. So um yeah no twitter is the best way to get a hold of me um and uh i promise i'm generally way more positive and i don't go on endless tirades about uh the ontario poker, <laughs> poker here uh I'll, I'll throw a funny i'll throw a few funny gifts up about it maybe but uh yeah i'm not gonna be randomly too much on there i, I generally awesome. like to keep it uh a little more fun and positive. Yeah, you well, set me off. You set me off with the Taylor Moss thing. What did you think was going to happen? Mia culpa. That's it. We 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 led you. We led you right into it, buddy. I just kidding. Love you, Taylor. Yeah. All right. Well, wonderful. Well, uh, Mike, thank you so much for your time. Um, it's always a pleasure talking with you. I know we're going to get a chance to uh, uh, hang out in Vegas again this year, if not before. But maybe we'll visit some really terrible Ontario poker rooms in the meantime and uh, have uh, a couple of drinks. I'm probably going to be at Casino Niagara on Friday if they let me in. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go check out their opening day and see what it is. I'm expecting it to be just booming. But uh, yeah, if any of you guys are in the, in the area, uh, the, our American friends there, probably not so much. But uh, Jim, Chad, I know you're there. If you guys are uh, in the area and want to come down, uh, I'll probably be there on Friday. And uh, if I don't see you there, I'll see you in Vegas for sure. Yes, sir. All right. I'm looking forward to that. Well, we're going to move into uh, our little community section here and start talking about who's winning the home games and what's going on in rec poker for the next little while. Mike, of course, you're welcome to stick around, but the portion of the interview is over, my man. So if you want to go be a blast and get a bite to eat or something like that, we will understand. I, I've actually got a ton of work at my other gig to do uh, still tonight, so I'm going to bounce. But uh, always awesome talking to you, Jim, and uh, everybody on the crew here. Thanks for, uh, for having me again. Uh, great talking to y'all, and I hope to see you guys all in Vegas. Right on, Mike. You take care. Good luck with that laundry list. Cheers, man. Thanks. <laughs> so, John, it was another exciting week in uh, Rec Poker Home Game Land. We run 10 home games every week. They're play money. They're free to enter, but you can win real prizes. How can that possibly be true? And what's been going on in, in uh, the home games lately? Well, in the home games last week, guess what? We had 10 games and we had 10 winners. So Bruce K 54, Bruce, Bruce, yes. Got his first nightly victory for the year. Nice. John Lancer, John Bensky, yeah. his second sweetie fishy 77 Lars got his second nightly victory Lars for the year. Back. PCS 2005, Jack yeah. LaRue. Got awesome. his first nightly victory for the year. Jack rocks. Jasper Jr. Patrick Pat. Berry got his first nightly victory for the year. Holy. And GF Hawk, Eric Romo. Eric, got his oh, my God. Nightly victory for the year. This is like a, a who's who of, of Rec Boger members here. I, I feel like these are some, uh, we're getting some big names coming through here this week. Must just been a big week. Yes, it is. And then Jay, Jay Mayusa won the mixed game this week mm-hmm. roadstar 33 randy smith randy. got his second international and actually it was the 9 a.m turn or 8 a.m tournament and he won it last week as well so oh. that's back to back in the same tournament uh, he's found his time slide yep then <laughs> oki cars got his or her first international victory for the oh. year and uncle tom's cabin won the ALPP event for the second time this year. So you can email Jim at rec.poker to get your free month at Learn Pro Poker. Right on. Yeah. Don't forget, send me that email, Jim at rec.poker. If you win the Sunday night game, you get a free month at Learn Pro Poker. That's pretty hard to beat. 
And um, it sounds like some of our Ontario members are going to have to do a little dance if they're going to continue playing in the home games um, because of this fenced in area thing that Mike was talking about. So, yeah. And it's going to mean I'm going to have to figure out a way. Oh, no. Come up with aliases, too. So that. Right. um, So the people who are are playing don't worry i will manage and try to coordinate so that you keep your points for the year mm. may take a little extra uh manual work on my my part and it may but let me know because i'm not going to know if you sign up as a new one what your old right. account id was so um we'll try to get that all sorted out yeah that's a great point so folks um if you 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 will have to create that separate account you'll you'll have a new username a new alias and uh if when that happens just send an email to john at rec.poker and uh give him the details about your old username and your new username and uh john will come up with some way to uh link them together so you have all your points in the rec poker pin collection and that kind of thing you may you may not need to like i've play um in some states allow me to play as fergie 56 mm-hmm. and some states don't so it all depends on what they do with poker stars in ontario and play money games you okay still be able to play the play money games home games from your original uh username Okay, so fingers crossed. Well, and uh, this is one of those things where until we, tr- <laughs> we're not really going to know what the answer is until we've been through it with a few members and see what uh, what actually happens. So, yep. Um, but yeah, hopefully that'll just be a little hiccup and we can get back to stealing each other's chips. In uh, if if you think about it, I mean, when I first started playing the home games, I was playing under I think it was dot com right. or something like that. And then I switched to .eu or whatever it is so that I could use my poker tracker. Right. But I still had the same sign-in. I still had all my play points no matter which where, where I went because I logged in with my same username. So if that's the case, that could be what happens in Ontario too. It might be just you just as long as you log into that same account, you're going to have all your points available. So... Evil know, wife, maybe some of the people <laughs> who have uh, who have done like they went and they signed up and they migrated their Poker Stars username to Poker Stars Michigan or Poker Stars Pennsylvania, uh, and then they were no longer able to use that on our Play Money games. They had to s- sign up with a new ID. So, given all that, I don't know what's actually going to happen. Uh, poker stars may not even know what's actually going to happen yet, but we'll figure it out when it does. And uh, again, just to remind some folks, so this, uh, this comes out on Tuesday, April 5th, the next day, Wednesday, the 6th is that, uh, monthly no limit hold'em home game. Um, so hopefully we can all still play in that one. And then there'll be a few days afterwards to, uh, uh, to get everything set up. Yeah. Dave says, I wonder if they'll let me migrate my full tilt account. Yeah, <laughs> you might, I think you might've missed your window for that one, Dave. <laughs> um, and then let me see the very next day, Thursday, the seventh is a monkey systems study group. I know we've got Keith in the room tonight. Um, Keith, I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about what you're doing on the first Thursday night of every month, working with advanced poker training to help recreational players, uh, explore their, their love of poker. Uh, uh, for this month, we're going to uh, do a final table. Advanced poker training allows you to simulate a final table and you can select whether you're short stack, medium stack or big stack. And, uh, we're going to look at the tools associated with that. And we're basically going to play a final table and crush some bots. Nice. Nice. That's great. And yeah, the, the theme of the month in April is final tables and ICM. So a lot of the learning material that we're working with this month that Chris Jones produces is going to be based around the idea of uh, uh, learning more about ICM and how to play in final tables. So uh, a few of our different sessions that happen throughout the month of April, uh, we'll have that as a, uh, as a theme. Um, Anything else that folks would like to uh, mention before we get on out of here? I want to tell everyone, while we've got John Somsky in the room, um, remember, if you send me a photograph of you buying John Somsky a beer, I will buy you a beer in Vegas when we meet up uh, for WSOP. 
And John, you're welcome to trade that. You can make them buy you a coffee or a tea or a cold glass of pop or juice, your prep, whatever you're up for at the time of day that it is. Um, but I'm going to be buying people to buy you a drink of beer because you deserve all the uh, thanks and praise for the amazing work you do with our home game. So I haven't gotten a single email just for the record. I don't know if people have been buying you beers and just not emailing me about it, but that's like, that's a huge leak folks. If you're buying John a beer, you definitely want to send that email and get, get that free beer in Vegas. Actually the, the lock on our front door has been broken. So I haven't left the house for the last month. So, you know. <laughs> um, see, the only other thing I can think of is um, on June 1st, we're going to be doing this raffle where everyone who's a premium member at rec.poker, uh, we're going to throw all your names in the hat and pull one winner out. And that winner will be my partner for the tag team event, uh, bracelet event number 55 in the WSOP on June 26th. So uh, if you're not a premium member and you're thinking about making the plunge, uh, taking that dive into our awesome uh, learning material and our advanced uh, stuff that we have there. Um, just become a premium member so that you're active on June 1st and you can be part of that draw. And someone's got to win that bracelet. Someone's got to do it. Why not us? Why not us? All right, gang. Well, uh, I want to thank our uh, sponsors again at Running Aces Hotel, Racetrack and Casino and Website Amp. And of course, uh, Keith, Rob, Jim, Dave, Joe, Eric, Martha, Stuart, and John. What a crew. Uh, and thanks to everyone else for listening. We'll see you again soon, folks. You take care. Bye.